Marina the Vet with Pedigree and Whiskers. Love them completely. Spin 1038, you're welcome back to Spin Talk with Lauren and it's time for Marina the Vet. Hello and welcome back. Hi Lauren, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Today we're going to talk about um, diet and exercise for our, well we keep saying pets but we really are talking about dogs uh, most of the time because I suppose, listen, cats will run around and do their own thing but dogs need to be exercised. Yeah, but if people do have particular cat questions we'd be more than happy to you know, okay. cover those at some stage. Brilliant, so, that's, yeah. that's good to know. Yeah, and you know, the last day we got in a few messages about different different types of animals as well but I suppose to have you here uh, we're going to milk you for all the knowledge you have on dogs <laughs> okay. so let's start a bit with diet I suppose we've been talking mainly about a new puppy in the home so working out what the best feed is for them how do you go about doing that? So the, the most important thing is that you make sure your pet gets a balanced a complete and balanced diet and it still happens that people come in with smaller puppies and they say that they were told to give them milk and Weetabix for some reason seems to be a, an old popular one um, I, definitely I wouldn't recommend that it's not a balanced diet for, for a dog for a growing dog particularly so look for a puppy food that, you know so it's appropriate for the life stage if you have a puppy if you've gotten an adult dog of course look for an adult food and make sure it's a complete and balanced diet. Um, wet or dry can both be balanced diets and, and how you choose to approach that mix is fine but it's up to you depending on if you're leaving the food out or if they're eating it quickly. Wet food shouldn't be left out for more than about half an hour but you can mix both and have a complete balanced diet for your pet and a lot of pets have a preference for wet food so they may enjoy that a little bit more. So mixed feeding can work well but you can get a balanced diet with both so that is, is down to a little bit of preference and what your situation is like as well. But really, just to, to repeat it again, a, a balanced diet for your pet, one that, that's palatable enough, that they like it, that they eat it well, that it's they're growing at a good rate. Um, it's not always about maximal growth, it's about optimal growth. So we want them to grow at the right rate. So particularly for large puppies, if they put on weight too quickly, that sometimes isn't good for their skeletal development. So it's important that they don't grow too fast as well. And we'll touch on that a little bit when it comes to exercise. Yeah. Um, so you, you have to make sure that their weight is at a good level and obviously that they're eating well and that that what they're what's coming out the back end is uh, is normal as well that they're digesting it properly um, and that's going to contribute to owner enjoyment a little bit yeah. more if there's less so to clean not up too as well. hard not too, too soft exactly just right, right. Yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> um, topic of conversation, the downside yeah. of yeah. having a pet but look it's a responsibility people need to yeah. know about as well and we've talked so much about uh, picking up after your pet how long before your dog will need more food like at what point they maybe transition from puppy food to adult food that depends on the breed okay so it's really when they're fully grown that you would change them from puppy or junior to an adult diet and the age at which they're fully grown varies from around six to eight months for very small breeds up to two years for the largest breed dogs the likes of great danes the really big dogs won't be fully grown till two years of age and you would keep them on puppy food for the time that they're that they're growing um there's a lot of research gone into these diets so for the different size dogs and the different life stages the levels of protein that they need and the level of minerals that they require for their growth and one of the mistakes people sometimes make is they like to supplement these diets and give them extra calcium and things like that and it's not just about the quantity of calcium on its own it's the ratio of calcium to phosphorus the mineral ratio so if you give them too much calcium extra you're changing that mineral balance and that doesn't necessarily work in their favour so there's lots of research gone into food and likes of the Waltham Institute for Pet Nutrition that have put the work in to get these diets properly balanced so use that to your advantage that these diets are readily available just make sure that it's a balanced diet that your pet is on the appropriate diet for their age and their size. Brilliant. Um, 
Marina, look, dogs, particularly puppies, will eat a bit of everything. And I know this is a little bit off topic, but what if you have a dog that is eating all around them and maybe they're getting into where their food is or they're eating other things around the house? How can you control that? So obviously be careful what they have access to in some regards, you know, higher up presses or sealed containers, things like that. There are some things that we definitely know we don't want our pets to get into. So if you have a a chocolate box, people know a lot about chocolate and not giving it to dogs, you know, make sure they don't have access to it. And in places like emergency clinics... At Easter time, there could be lots of these calls. So keep those things out of reach Chocolate of your Chocolate is so dangerous for them. A particularly dark chocolate, actually. Okay. And the smaller a dog is, the lower the amount of this they have to eat to cause problems. And there are a number of other ingredients in human foods that aren't good for dogs. So try to keep most of those things out of reach in, in you know, somewhere like the fridge that they won't be able to reach them or higher up or in sealed containers or in a room that they don't have access to. So avoidance is is, is obviously good. Um, other than that, if you have a dog who is a scavenger, um, you know, in, in the garden you have to be careful careful as well there are some plants that are toxic to animals that will upset their stomach you know or some of them can even be poisonous to them so be careful what they have what they're digging up and eating in the garden as well so again if you've a garden with flower beds you might sometimes need to segregate those that the dog doesn't have access to that area if possible uh, other than that really if if they're not satisfied with the the food that that you know if they seem hungry all the time now some breeds are more prone to that as well and some dogs are you could try splitting their meals into a few meals over the course of the day Adding lower calorie things, um, sometimes like grated carrots that don't add too much calories because you don't want to necessarily put weight on the dog if their weight is okay, um, will fill, give them a bit more bulk in their food actually and make them feel a little bit fuller. And sometimes wet food can work in your favour in that way as well because wet food obviously has a higher moisture content so it has a lower calorie amount for the, the size of the meal. You can feed a bulkier meal with wet oh. food so that might actually work in your favour. If you have a dog who seems to want to eat a lot, it'll fill their stomach a little bit more. Hopefully they won't be as, as hungry but it's a very individual trait some okay. dogs will do that a lot and, and some won't actually but it's a common thing to come to the vets and say he got into the bins and he did this and mm-hmm. he did that so um, you know do try to avoid okay. access where possible to those types of things Is it true that they don't know when they're full? Some it, some dogs are much more food motivated than others and the, the one that stands out to me massively is Labrador Retrievers yeah. they just don't ever seem to feel full they, they would eat three meals in a row if you gave it to them I, I think actually so I, again I think it varies a lot actually you get some small dogs and they will eat very little one day they'll eat a bit the next day and they'll eat well the third day and that could be just the way they are so it, it really varies a lot but some of them definitely you cannot rely on a dog to regulate their own appetite really you do have to do it okay. for them so looking at the food guides on pack using it as a guideline of course and it can be um, changed as depending on your pet's weight and size and the activity levels but you do need to measure it out particularly if you're dog has a tendency to overeat you are going to have to regulate that for them and make sure they only get the amount that they need to maintain a, a normal healthy weight brilliant now let's move on to exercise mm-hmm. because this kind of goes hand in hand with keeping them um, with diet with keeping them fit and healthy how often should we be exercising them so it depends on the age as well actually so puppies you wouldn't well you can do shorter bouts of exercise with puppies and this would be maybe a couple of times a day and just to mention with puppies they're not able to be going out for exercise or in public areas for walks until about two weeks after they've finished their vaccination course but we don't want these puppies isolated for too long a period either so do bring a friend's dog over to visit that's vaccinated or go to the friend's house they can go in the cars you can even carry them up in your arms so they get used to trucks and buses and things outside but they shouldn't be on the ground because they can pick up viruses from dogs who were there even a couple of weeks or months previously okay. those viruses can linger so puppies you have to be careful that you get the timing right but you know you can exercise them in the garden or at a friend's garden places like that 
that. And socialise um, them. Yeah, and socialise them because they, they it's good for them to get used to things below about 12 to 14 weeks of age. Otherwise, it's harder for them to adapt. So if they've been very isolated and they've never been exposed to, say, trucks and things like that, they can find that quite scary when they go outside if they've never been out before. So, you know, don't walk them in, you know, public areas because it's not safe from a vaccination point of view. They can pick up the viruses, but don't isolate them either. Okay, yeah. good point. Um, how little is too little exercise and how much is too much? Okay, so... Uh, with you, one of the, the things you've got to be careful with is growing dogs. You don't want to over-exercise them. So lead exercise to, a, you know, half an hour, an hour lead exercise can be fine, but not too much heavy running exercise for them. That puts too much pressure on their joints as they're growing. And as we mentioned before, large breed dogs may not be fully grown till about two years of age. And it's the larger breeds who often have problems with the likes of hip joints. So don't over-exercise them when they're young because it can just put too much pressure on their joints as they're forming. So small bit of off-lead exercise is fine but not excessively doing it you know you can throw a ball for them a few times but not over and over and over and over for 40 minutes and then doing it again later that day Um, a small bit of running is fine but a more lead exercise builds up the muscle without putting too much too much pressure on the the joints Um, now if your pet has any tendency to be overweight and you think they're getting a lot of exercise they're out on the lead for 40 minutes you know a day that's actually not a lot of exercise for the majority of adult dogs particularly the the breeds who would have been traditionally working dogs like collie and Labradors, Huskies, any of those type of breeds, they can take a lot of exercise. And you should try and find somewhere where they can run off lead mm-hmm. because they'll do a lot more. And even if you have a big garden, you can't rely on your dog to exercise themselves. They, they just won't do it, even though the facility is there for them. So you've got to go out and interact with them and play with them, etc. Um, smaller breeds, and particularly some breeds who are non-athletic, the dogs with the very short faces like Shih Tzus and Pugs, they you have to be careful exercising those dogs because they can overheat more easily. So in warm weather, whether I wouldn't exercise them at all in, in the heat um, and other than that don't ever push any dog beyond if they seem to be struggling for breath if they're getting tired don't try to push them or force them to continue to exercise at all it wouldn't be you know it's, it's not good for them obviously let them have a rest and go again when they're ready or, or that's mm-hmm. the end of the exercise for the day and just walk them home let's say How important is mental stimulation like let's say you can't get out for a walk or like the last few weeks we had snow like not everyone was able to get out um, if you can't get out for a walk you know is it as good maybe to get them some kind of toy that will mentally stimulate them yeah that can work well again for some dogs and some dogs are you know the intelligence level does vary a little bit that some dogs will be much happier to put in time looking at those things others won't know but you can do you know usually you'd have access to a small area you're going to have to let the dog out to, to pee um, get them a little bit of exercise in there hide a few treats around the garden for them and let them go and look for them they'll enjoy that type of activity as well um, you know spend a bit of time with them just giving them lots of attention even some grooming time you know check their ears, check their teeth, things like that and just spend a bit of time with them. Um, there will come a point though, they will have to get some exercise. They won't care if the weather is particularly yeah. bad. So if it's at all safe, anywhere that you have a small bit of access to, run around the garden with them if you need to, things yeah. like that actually and, and just give them a little bit of exercise to burn off some energy because it, they, it's important. It's part of their general lifestyle to do what you can. And people actually who have pets generally tend to walk for about twice the amount of time during a week that people who don't have pets. So that's good for us as well. So it's a kind they of get a win-win situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
just briefly, and I know we will touch on this again in coming weeks, but obesity, mm-hmm. um, just how dangerous can that be to a dog? So it's a really common issue, actually. I, I see it on a, a daily basis, actually. And it can, same type of health concerns that we would come up against ourselves, not necessarily cholesterol, because that's not really such an issue for our pets, but joint problems and heart problems. And if they do need the likes of surgery, anaesthetic type problems as well. So there are a number of health issues associated with that, yeah. Marina, great to have you as always. Marina Corrigan, uh, our vet with thanks to Pedigree and Whiskers. Thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. Thank you.